Hi, welcome to Just Friend Zone. I'm Kevin. I'm Jackie. I'm Josh. Thanks for stopping by. Today, we're going to be talking about ourselves. Last week, we realized that we uh, talked a lot about our podcast, what we want it to be, what we uh, kind of how we started with the idea of a t- podcast and just kind of the creation process behind it. And today, we want to give you guys a deeper look into who we are. Um, we're not one of those podcasts where we have a central theme. Um, we're a podcast about us. Uh, our opinions and our voices. And so just to familiarize you guys with who we are, we want to take some time today to um, introduce you guys to us. So ahead of that, we uh, prepared three topics that each of us are going to talk about to um, kind of help summarize who we are. With that out of the way, um, Jackie, would you like to start off the conversation? Yeah, sure. Um, since like our introductions, I'm like, Hi, I'm host number two. I'm Jackie. Um, Three things that define me or something I'd like to talk about. The first one would be League of Legends. Other people call it LOL. But um, I started playing League in 2013 after my older brother told me to go watch him play. And then he was playing with his friends. And I was like, this seems really cool. Like, will it run on my laptop? Like, can I play? So, like, we tried it. But I had, like, a horrible laptop, you know. It just wasn't the go, but then I still wanted to play. So I ended up, I started to play. But the thing is, is that it was like a really bad laptop that when I would play, my brother would watch me play and he said, Jackie, it looks like you're playing on a storybook. <laughs> so like my skill shots and like attacks, I'd have to like cast them maybe like five seconds. And then before it actually <laughs> happens in the moment. So I, I got I got pretty good at it. I'm like, oh, I need to do this at this time. And mm-hmm. it'd go through, so it's okay. Um, did your computer, like, freeze? Or, like, when you get into team fights, did it kind of, like, make a bunch of sounds, but you had no idea what's going on? Uh, oh, yeah. It's like, so it make the sounds, and then it's just, like, picture, 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 you know? <laughs> like, it was like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, only sometimes it would run smooth. But now mm-hmm. I play on... I guess you could, yeah, it's a, it's a gaming laptop, but I use it mostly for school on, and now League because I don't have a PC, but I do want to build a PC. Mm-hmm. I want to have like the setup like you guys do, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I or we originally built ours like five, six, maybe even seven years ago now. So it's been a yeah. while. It's pretty old. So even like I need to update mine and I think Josh updated his recently. So yes, the COVID money. i'm not using that covid money for a pc i'm saving for a car Mm -hmm. but anyways um yeah league of legends i believe or i feel like it's the only game i play competitively like Mm -hmm. i do get serious about it when i need to but jackie jackie gets like super competitive i played with her before and she just yells at me all the time. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not just toxic kidding. whatsoever. <laughs> but like, what I need to be serious about, it, I will be because it's like you know you have your own solo rank. Mm-hmm. What rank like, are you? Currently, I'm in silver for mm-hmm. the new season. Last season, I ranked gold. Mm-hmm. I really tried to get the plat last season, but it was just my elo was so bad that I, I couldn't do it. Like I like I lost like seven games in a row and i was like i'm done <laughs> i'm done and i didn't touch the game for like two weeks mm-hmm. happens mm. and then when did you start playing i started playing in 2013 
Mm-hmm. So it's Sounds... been a while. Yeah. It's been a long while. Wait, the game came out like in 2010, right? I believe so, yeah. Because they're they'd had their like 10 year anniversary recently, recently or like last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this season's the 10th or the 11th. I forgot, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, seeing it change is pretty cool. Like seeing how they like try to develop things. Obviously, the artwork is so good. Like like when they do like YouTube cinematics for the champions or whatever they're doing, I think it looks so cool. I'm like, they should make like a movie, you know, or like a, tea, <laughs> like a series. Like I would totally watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> but um, the role I play is the attack damage carry ADC mainly. And then um, I play support here and there when I get tired of AD and ADC. So do you have like a favorite champion? Um, hmm. That's a that's a toughie. I'm. I mean, I could tell you, like the champions that I've got gotten like the seven mastery on them before, but um, it's like mainly with support ones like Lulu, Nami. I feel like Nami was probably my best one. She's a support play support character. I don't know. I just had so many good games with her. Then last season, I guess. My favorite ADC would have to be Caitlyn or mm. Jin. But I do know last season, I just, when the new season started, I just played Jin for so many months. Like, I didn't change it. <laughs> because because my little brother was like, Jackie, why don't you play a guy champion for once? You always play the girls. And I'm like, all right. Okay. So I went to go play Jin. And I played him for, I think, a solid, like, three or four months. Like, I didn't change only when he was banned, of course, I had to choose someone else. But other than that, I'd choose him. Oh, wow. That's some dedication. <laughs> but yeah, Free <laughs> Legends, I'd say it's pretty. It's something I like to do. And later mm-hmm. on, obviously, when I have a PC, I want to I wanna stream on Twitch, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Get the, well, we're not allowed to say the word anymore, but, you know, get those... <laughs> No, <laughs> it's just for fun. And then promote our podcast on there. Of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my older brother got me playing mm-hmm. League of Legends. So I'm obviously I'm grateful to him. I play mm-hmm. with him sometimes. Speaking of my older brother, um, another thing I want to talk about is family and friends. Because I'm really family orientated. I think that just is how I was, I was raised, how I like grew up. Thinking back to like when I was younger, I didn't have that many friends as like friends, friends, you know, that would like you go to their house or they come over to your house. My mom wouldn't let me go out ever. <laughs> like my childhood friend, she lived like three houses down from my mom's house and my mom still wouldn't let me spend the night. She was like, they can spend the night here, but you can't spend the night there. And I was like, oh, my mom was the same way. <laughs> Like, it's not even far. Like, I can only sleep over at my cousin's house. Like, that's the only place I can sleep over. <laughs> Same. It was my cousin's house. And my cousin lived in, like, Fontana. And I lived in, like, <laughs> Marino Valley. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if it's an Asian thing. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think it. Ha- I think it is. Like. I mean, I'm sure there's a there's certainly a cultural aspect to it. Because um, when I was growing up in Alaska, like, people slept over, like, all the time like or like all my friends talk about like you know oh like i actually slept over someone else's house today and this is why like i'm wearing the same clothes as i wore yesterday to school 
it's like that happened like all the time when I was in school in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'm thinking about like my experience as a kid and I'm like, Oh, now that I think about it. Yeah. I was never allowed to sleep over anyone's houses. Yeah. They could always <laughs> yeah. sleep over my house, but I could but never like, sleep over their house. Yeah. Yeah. But since they're Asian too, they're not allowed to sleep over your house. Yeah. That's you know? true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. So like, yeah, growing up, it was like, I didn't really have that much friends. I had like that one friend that lived three houses down and then, you know, the friends you go to like elementary with. Mm-hmm. So most of my friends were my, my siblings. I have, an older brother, younger sister, two two younger sisters actually, and then a younger brother. But the youngest one was too young when I was little. So we would like go on a Pokemon adventures in the backyard, go play some <laughs> Digimon, mm-hmm. like just use our imagination. Like mm-hmm. like yeah, you know some kids nowadays don't go outside, <laughs> and then like I'm like no, my kids they're gonna go outside. I'm going to make, the, we're going to play Pokemon together. <laughs> we're going to go on a quest together. Oh. But it was really fun. Just like, I'm mad. Like, I don't know. It's just something about it. I think because of that, it's just, I think friendships are really important to me. I feel like being so family orientated and like not being able to go out, I kind of was like introvert. They, I'm sh- I was I'm shy. I don't, obviously, I don't go that much. I don't have like an outgoing personality. I'm kind of like go with the flow person because I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, now because of league, I've made all these friends, and I feel like these friends are here to stay mm-hmm. because obviously you have those friends in elementary and high school, but it's only you guys are only still friends if both parties make the effort Mm -hmm. to stay as friends obviously Mm -hmm. after graduating i tried with a couple of people i'd say were my best friends at the time just because you know you have your best friends in high school Mm -hmm. then like they didn't try i feel like they didn't try so like eventually i gave up and then it was back to like just my siblings and then my childhood friend so I feel like I didn't really have a lot of friends, but now I have all these friends out and it just makes me so happy inside because they see me as a friend to them. And it's just like, oh, like, yay, you know, I kind of like, like the friendships that I've made next up to now and like the ones that are here to stay, it makes me like really happy because I feel like making friends are hard. I don't know if making friends are just hard for me. But I don't know, just having like you guys and everyone else that we know, it's just, it makes me really happy on the inside. Like sometimes I like, I go cry about it, you know, like I just tear, I just tear up a little bit because I'm like grateful that I have these kind of friendships Mm -hmm. and like meeting more people. It's just, it's really nice feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think making friends is kind of a universally difficult experience um like i think i have a lot of like acquaintances like people that i'm like oh like i'll wave hi to you or like if i see you or anything or like but i'm not trying to like you know be involved in your life in any way whatsoever with most of the people that i like i know just because i know that like like we're not cool like that (laughs) you know like like to be frank like i don't like 
I don't know, like if I know a hundred people, I probably only deeply care for maybe like 10 of them. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's 100%. like, yeah, I mean, like, it's like, I know more than a hundred people because that's how much, you know, I have more than that, like Facebook friends, but it's like, obviously like <laughs> half of that, like you don't even care about them at all, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like with the remaining number, you're like, uh, about of that like remaining number, like half of them probably like, I care about you somewhat, but then like, really like when it comes down to a family and friends, like I think the older we get, the more we realize like it's kind of like a, a small circle. It's like you have, um, what is it? Like one, one person I listened to once they talked about how like it's concentric circles where like, if you like look like a bullseye, the middle of the bullseye is like, it's a small target, but that's kind of your friends and family, like your close friends and family. And then like the kind of the ring keeps growing and growing. And like, that's just kind of how it is. Like it does, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, yeah. like we only have so much bandwidth to maintain relationships with so that's why mm-hmm. i kind of get a little, i get a little confused when people like get offended that i don't keep up with them i'm like dude like i only have so much bandwidth to like maintain relationships i'm sorry you know that's true, yeah. so <laughs> but, yeah but it, it's weird hearing that from you kev because you're one of the most bubbly people that i know like <laughs> you'll say hi to anyone and everyone <laughs> and then um People say, like, they get intimidated by me because I have RBF. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, it's, like, I don't really, like, try to go out and, hi, my name is Josh, you know, like. <laughs> nah, I <laughs> like, feel the same way. I have an RBF, too. I just chill. And then Kevin brings everyone to me, you know, like, hey, this is my friend Josh and, like, blah, 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 right? So, Kevin, hearing Kevin say that, it's, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a difference between, like, me genuinely, like, caring about someone and wanting to be involved in their life mm-hmm. and like being there for them and being like I want to be a positive uh kind of force in everybody's life I don't want people to have a negative opinion of me like if they do fine but I want someone to like when people think of me to be like oh like he's kind of like a like a bright spot so mm-hmm. that's what I'd like that's kind of like the, I guess the legacy I'd like to leave behind yeah. is like I want people to think of me like with fond memories so I always try to have a smile and I always try to greet people. Yeah. I always wave at like little children when they're passing by. It sounds really creepy, but like if it's I ever see like a kid. Creepy. <laughs> he said, oh, I need to, I need to, you know, hi. Yeah. We would like go to a restaurant, we're eating and then he's like making weird faces. I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing? And I turn around, it's like a kid just staring at him like with the same stare that I have. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Kevin's just like making weird faces. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of kids, like, they'll laugh and, like, they'll make faces back at me. So that's the thing is, like, like it's kind of like this concept of, like, you know, you're not going to hit with every, um, like, not every joke you say is going to be funny. So, like, not every kid that you interact with is going to laugh at you. So, yeah. But anyway, back to Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of stole the spotlight. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. We all talk here. But another thing, it's the last thing I'll talk about is my dog. I do have a dog. He is a Maltipoo, and his name is Tofu, and he's completely adorable and fluffy. Yes. He's he's a really good boy. Like, I think I raised him pretty well. Like, when I first got him, he was only a couple weeks old, and he was smaller than a water bottle. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. He was tiny. Now he's, he's as big as a rice pot, you know? <laughs> but, like, the fact that It just baffles me and, like, shocks me how smart dogs can be because 
when I discipline him, I don't hit him like growing up, you know, like I as a puppy training him, like I never hit him really. I just would talk to him and he would just understand, you know, like people like, you know, give your dog a spanking, but like my spanking for him is just like a, like a tap on the head, you know, like I'm like, mm-hmm. don't do that, you know? And it's cool that he understands everything I'm saying. Like there's this one time where he like, I left him in my room to go shower and then I came back and there was a P mark on the floor. And then when I looked, he was just staring out the window. So I went on the bed behind him and he still wouldn't turn around. And so I was like, look at me, the slow turn around with the head down. And his, his eyes are all like, <laughs> I was like, look at me. And like, his eyes are all like chinky. Like he was crying and everything. He knew he messed up. <laughs> and then like, I was just like lecturing him for a cool couple of minutes. I'm like, you're supposed to go pee outside. You're not supposed to pee inside. What did I tell you? Blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, I was like, don't do it anymore. And he actually never did it anymore. Wow. And then like after, obviously after every time I lecture him, I show him affection afterwards because he's not like in trouble anymore. Mm-hmm. So he knows. And then now at my aunt's house, when he needs to go outside and we're in my room and he can't go by himself, he'll let me know. So like, even if I'm sleeping, I'm a pretty light sleeper. So even if he jumps off the bed, I'll wake up mm-hmm. and then I'll like let him out. And he goes up to the doggy door. But yeah, he's just really smart. And I'm just like, oh, that's my boy. <laughs> that's my boy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I'm not going to call him a boy. He's a man. <laughs> I am currently in a relationship. His mm-hmm. name is Clinton. I know. It's a white name. <laughs> I was even it's surprised when whitest. I first met him. It's <laughs> <laughs> the whitest name. I know. It's not just a white name, Jackie. That's the whitest. Like, I'll tell you his full name, like, probably later on, like, at, like off recording. But, yeah. But, yes, he is half white and half Thai. And I told him that I probably wouldn't be dating him if he wasn't some sort of Asian. But he was like... <laughs> No, I think if I was full weight, you still date me. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. I do like my Asians. But I met him in 2015, a year after, well, the year after I got tofu, which was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And um, we dated for like seven months and then we had a fallout. I'm not going to go into detail about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell you guys later, but not now. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, reconciled, like, late 2018. And then here we are now. Uh-huh. So it was been a while. Like, after, like we met up again, and he thought I was going to hit him. And I'm like, what? What kind of person do you think I am? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a different personality than what I, like, who I thought I'd date, you know, like everyone has like their preference. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't think that I would end up with someone like him, not in a bad way, like a good way, but it's just like the way he is, like he's so outgoing and he's, he gets along with everybody. Like just everybody likes him. Mm-hmm. He's a good talker. I'll give you that. He like mm-hmm. He's good at talking with people, but like his personality and how he is made me like come out of my shell kind of. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm still kind of like on the inside, but but yeah, it made me more outgoing and like I just follow along with what he does, and I obviously have a good time. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't I think of doing this before? I was like, oh yeah, I didn't have anyone to do it with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I didn't have anyone to like go out and have fun with. Mm -hmm. And like when we first started going to like, like just hanging out with like his friends, which is now our friends. I'm like, it's so nice to say our friends. (laughs) But um, yeah, like going out to bars or just even like hanging out, like it's getting dressed up to go to like, the club or the bar just to hang out in like the atmosphere like it's it feels so nice i'm just like i have all these like nice stuff to wear but nowhere to wear it too and like (laughs) like us going out to places allowed me to like just get ready and all dolled up and i really enjoy it so you met clinton in 2015 you said you guys dated for seven months fell out and then reconnected in 2018 right yes so what did you do in that in between time like the 2016 2017 like were you kind of like you know uh, i don't know if you guys watched twilight but there's that scene where edward breaks up with bella and then like she's stuck in depression sitting in the same chair for like a whole year like was that what you were kind of like or were you like you know in like those you know like those people that those like uh like antidepressant commercials where like they take the medication and all of a sudden their life is sunshine and rainbows you know no not <laughs> at all of course clinton like he was like my first everything was, like i was 18 had my first boyfriend, first boyfriend, like first kiss, first everything, first heartbreak, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody goes through something during a heartbreak. <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, I'm not going to go into detail about it. Like, I can tell you about it later, but it was just, it's just, you know. It was a rough time. It's a rough time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. My stepsister was there for me, though, when she lived with us. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, when I was, like, you know, just moping, just, like, holed up in my room, just in the darkness, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how it was. I think just because my curtains were black. <laughs> uh-huh. It was just dark in there, and I'm just, like, you know, just a rough time. Yeah, yeah. But being with him now, he's obviously different from dated. And um, he told me he's kind of glad that we didn't stay together, but that we're together again now because he was a different person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe I feel like obviously now we're better, but I feel like I bring, I bring, I bring something good out of him. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Like the way he is now compared to back then is so much better. Mm-hmm. So kind of like both of you guys have grown in that in-between time and coming back together as more mature people, I think sounds like it's helped you guys have a better relationship, really. Yeah, it it just has to do with, I can tell you, mainly just communication. Just as Mm -hmm. long as there's no tension between us. If something bothers us, we just talk about it. Like, we don't don't argue. We're two people who, who hate arguing. So obviously, there's nothing to argue about. If I have a problem with something, I'll talk to him about it, and it just that it just gets resolved. That's it. So we don't argue. No one raises their voice at each other ever, just because we there's no reason to. Mm. That's good. I feel like, you know, like I think it's different for every relationship, but I think it's definitely good if you guys aren't arguing and you feel like your communication is healthy. Like that's probably a good sign, you know. So, like I don't know. I'm single. Like. <laughs> I'm I'm still young. I'm not married or anything, you know, so I don't have like wisdom from the other side of the fence or anything, but 
like at least as far as I can tell, like I think it sounds like a really nice relationship and I'm really happy for you, Jackie. Like I hope things work out, you know. And if you guys get married, you know, please don't forget us. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah, I do hope things end end well with him. And obviously you two will be invited to my wedding. <laughs> I'm like, oh I can't wait. No, Jackie, <laughs> remember we have a we have a rule. We're not gonna see each other until like seven years. No. Uh, <laughs> No, I. All right. If you guys don't know, I haven't met Kevin or Josh in person at all. <laughs> I've only met them through electronic devices. <laughs> I've only seen them through electronic devices. This is true. This so, is very true. We we told you this. We told you. Kevin no. said six years, and I said one more year after Kevin. So mine's seven years. That's mm-hmm. too long. <laughs> and like, I need to see you guys in person, person. You know? Yeah. Well, Josh That's met like... you first, so technically, my six years will probably line up pretty close to his. No, no, seven no. Years. It started when when we brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's me telling telling you guys about my two first loves there: my dog mm-hmm. Tofu and my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on. Um, thank you for that, Jackie. I think it's actually really nice to, you know, hear those things about you and the things that you enjoy doing and the things that are important to you. And so um, next, let's hear from Josh. Uh, yeah, I guess like the three things that I find interesting and that kind of explains who I am is so the first thing is basketball. Um, that's that's like the first thing that I remember like really being invested in and I guess it's the first thing that I fell in love with I started watching and playing basketball around seven years old like my school didn't have a basketball hoop when I was younger it had one of those weird it was like a buck like not a bucket but like you shoot you throw the ball in, in the hole and it comes out in three different like there's three different holes so it can come out of anywhere right oh, okay it was like it was like a ghetto basketball court <laughs> okay yeah it was like in the sand <laughs> not even on a court you know so uh-huh. like couldn't even triple then yeah yeah so we just like grab the ball and just throw it in there and that's like my first experience or like my first interaction with basketball or something sort sort of that like close to basketball and so, like, I, I just liked that. And then I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, to me, that was basketball. So, like, every every day I would just go and throw the damn ball in the, <laughs> in the big hoop and stuff. That's why I started liking basketball and started to watch basketball. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would catch Laker games on TV. Um, and, yeah, like, people know me. Like, people that know me, like, know that I love the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like, I have uh, a lot of Laker gear because mm-hmm. – not because I buy it, but my friends give it to me. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. <laughs> um, my room, if you come to my room, if you see my room, I have like four Laker like plaques Ooh, and like Lakers. a bunch of Laker hats. Mm-hmm. Not because I buy them. People think I'm like a fanatic, but <laughs> I'm a fan, but I'm not uh-huh. a fanatic. But my friends make it seem like I'm a fanatic. So, mm-hmm. um, Well, I think like some of those some of that stuff you have is actually like really cool because it's limited. Like yeah, it, it came out limited uh, editions. Like I think one of them is like Kobe's uh, like, it's like a plaque from Kobe's last game. Mm-hmm. So like, I think like some of that stuff is like really cool just to have, like, even if yeah. you're not like a serious Laker fan, like, yeah, I would think know. it's cool. Yeah. Like you have, you have that dear basketball letter that like the actual written version yes. of it. Yeah. You're, now you're making me sad right now. So that's not, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I started playing basketball when I was seven, like organized basketball too. Mm-hmm. So my parents signed me up for a YMCA mm-hmm. and I would play and I loved it, man. Like that's all I did. I would come home and my parents had a rule. You can't do anything until you do your homework. Mm-hmm. So I come home, I eat something and then I'll do my homework. But like I was smart. So I would do my homework in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like when I get home, I just like kind of sit there and watch TV for 30 minutes and then I'm done. And I'll just go play <laughs> basketball. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, my parents are really supportive and they really uh, helped me. Mm-hmm. My parents always say like, they always said, um, if you're going to do it, be the best at it or be, do the best that you can. Mm-hmm. And so when I turned like seven or eight, I don't exactly remember, but my parents got me a hoop, like mm-hmm. a basketball court mm-hmm. in front of my house. And my neighborhood, we had a lot of kids. Um, mm-hmm. So we'd always just play basketball. Like everyone would come, we'd have like, like tournaments kind of, and we would just all play. Mm-hmm. And so wow. that's how I got better. Cause I was like, kind of like, in the middle age mm-hmm. so there were like kids that were older than me and kids that were younger than me and so i would get bullied not bullied but i get picked on because i'm smaller mm-hmm. and so like it was harder which made me try even harder and become better mm-hmm. and like i said my parents were supportive my dad didn't know a thing about basketball mm-hmm. and he like really supported me through that and he learned basketball like he would sit there and watch basketball with me even though he didn't like it and then he would like teach me stuff, even though he didn't know. <laughs> but he seemed it made it seem like he knew stuff because you know I'm a kid and he's an adult. Mm-hmm. And so like he would come out like after work, he would come and like pass me balls and I'll shoot it all the time and stuff. And so yeah, like it's not the same now. Like I still love basketball, but it's not like the biggest thing in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kind of going back to like all the Lakers stuff. I'm a huge Laker fan, but I kind of realized that I was more of a Kobe fan than a Laker fan. I mm-hmm. still love the Lakers, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but Kobe was like the only reason why I watched him, I think. And mm-hmm. once he retired, um, I just didn't watch them as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> we sucked, but <laughs> yeah, like that's part of the reason why I stopped watching them. But um, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I still watch it here and there, but I'm not as, like, involved. Or, like, I'm not religiously watching it how I used to do it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, you grew up watching him play. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, just the one person you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when he passed away, it was pretty tough. Like, yeah. But we can talk about that later. I don't want to get <laughs> sad during this, this episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I guess the next thing that kind of like represents me or something that I really love is music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started playing music when I was seven as well. So my mom signed me up for like piano lessons. Mm-hmm. I hated every minute of it, <laughs> but I regret it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wish like I, I really practiced it and I really, uh, I wish I learned it. Like, so as a kid, my parents told me I was really good at memorizing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought I was a genius because um, <laughs> I had like a spelling bee thing mm-hmm. and they would give me a bunch of words. And then like I memorized in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have really great short term memory. Mm-hmm. And so they would quiz me and then I'll get every single one right. Mm-hmm. 
And so my parents are like, oh, this kid's a genius. <laughs> but then like two hours later, they would quiz me again and I would forget <laughs> everything. <laughs> so you have good short-term memory. I have very great short, not not anymore, but when I was younger, it was like yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. And so I would use that during music. So I would remember what I played and I wouldn't read the notes. And so I would just play what I remembered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my piano teacher was really impressed when I first started and then once we got to harder books where I actually had to read the notes, I couldn't do any of it. <laughs> and so I got in a lot of trouble. Like I got in trouble a lot because she would come to my mom and be like, he's not practicing. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, he practices. And I was like, she's like, no, he doesn't practice. He just remembers things and just plays. <laughs> so I got in trouble because of that. And then like after piano, I learned violin. Mm-hmm. Not because I like, I liked it. I did it to get out of class. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, at my school, um, like, the inst- the band kids would leave earlier mm-hmm. yeah. to, like, get out of class. And I didn't want to be in class. So I picked mm-hmm. a violin and I played it from fourth to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Same thing with that. I didn't learn it. I just faked playing it all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I would play the violin like a ukulele and just, like, mess around. And I'd always get in trouble. Um but yeah, like like I said earlier, I, I regret every single one of those things that I did. <laughs> like I I wish I really took the time to learn it and um kind of like enjoy playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in seventh grade, I learned bass from church. Mm. And how did you how did that come up? Yeah. So my church, um, the older kids were part of our church band, mm-hmm. and they were all graduating, and we had no one else to step up. Mm-hmm. And so my youth pastor at the time, he's like, hey, we need people to step up. And he actually plays a lot of instruments. And so he was teaching us how to play. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, if anyone's interested, like come and like after church, like come and I'll teach you guys. And so like six kids show up all mm-hmm. with guitars. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to learn guitar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, guys, but we have six guys wanting to play guitar. Mm-hmm. cannot make a band out of this <laughs> so he's like who wants to play bass and then no one wanted to play bass <laughs> so i was like all right i'll play all right and i was like is it hard and he's like no it's actually pretty easy i was like oh even better <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how i learned how to play bass and then no one else wanted to learn how to play bass after it. so i was always playing bass at church um mm-hmm. and i still do and like i said i i regret it i regret not putting the time in and actually learning it because i think i like music a lot Mm -hmm. i just i'm just not stubborn enough or to just sit there and learn it yeah and i know it's not too late but i don't want to do it (laughs) 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 i just like what i like like i like the of course i want to be better but i like Mm -hmm. where i'm at yeah Mm -hmm. but i also want to be better by i'm too lazy to do it so Mm -hmm. Um, you're like in a place where like you're comfortable with your skill so you don't really want to like you don't feel the need to push too hard but also like it'd be nice to grow yeah but i'm comfortable where i am yeah (laughs) it's like i have a full-time job yeah i don't get paid for this you know like (laughs) and so yeah i mean but i do regret it i regret not sitting there and learning i said it like a thousand times already but it's yeah i think i I really uh, regret yeah wait sorry what do you regret i didn't catch that huh I didn't, I didn't catch that. Would you say regret like yeah. three more times? <laughs> <laughs> regret, regret, regret. 
hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no. But yeah, the last thing I think that I'm really interested in, I, it's kind of a low-key thing. I don't think a lot of people know this about me, but I love mm-hmm. cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Yay. my like close friends know, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that about me. So, but yes, I love cooking. My mom is a great cook. Mm-hmm. Makes really good food all the time, and so I kind of learned from her. Um, being Korean American, I only eat Korean food, and mm-hmm. so when I want to eat something that's not Korean, I actually have to make it. Mm-hmm. And so that was the thing that like kind of made me want to start doing that because, I mean, my parents. They lived in America for a long time, but they're very comfortable with what they like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're not adventurous, and they don't eat like different food, right? Yeah, like they're not gonna sit there and be like, "Let me make enchiladas today." Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like they like tacos, but like they're not gonna go and make tacos, and yeah. they'll just go buy it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so that's something that I've always want, like that I've wanted to do and show my parents, like, hey these foods aren't that hard to make it's just it's different from what we eat normally but mm-hmm. it's not hard to make and so that's yeah. something that i've been doing with my family so my mom mm-hmm. usually cooks monday through friday mm-hmm. and then saturday sunday is either i cook or my dad cooks mm-hmm. um and that's like a tradition that we've been doing since quarantine, <laughs> <laughs> quarantine. yeah and so yeah i have fun with it like Growing up, if I wasn't watching basketball or playing video games, I was watching like Food Channel. Mm. So like I would watch Iron Chef and then mm-hmm. Triple D, and what else is there? Um, something from Guy Fieri, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think those are the two shows that I watched the most, actually. Mm. Yeah, my dad and I would sit there and just watch Triple D. It's a uh, diners. Drive-ins and dives, I think. Diners, drive-ins, dives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I would just like learn stuff through that. And then I guess with the power of YouTube, you can look up any recipe you want now. Oh, yeah. yeah, you really can. Yeah, and so that's something that I've been... I wanted jambalaya. And then I, I was like, I'm just going to YouTube it. And I YouTubed it and I made it at home. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun. Mm-hmm. How'd it turn out? It was okay. The first time it was okay. The second time it was a lot better. Because um, then after you know after you make it, you're like, oh, I know what to adjust. I know what, mm-hmm. and it's different. Like if you read a recipe, that's what that person likes, right? Yeah. Um, but I want to put my own twist to it too. So the second time I put my twist and stuff that I like, and yeah, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I think you know, uh, like you talk about how like not a lot of people know that you cook mm-hmm. but i th- i would say that whoever does know that you cook would very definitely affirm that like you're definitely a good cook like i i think like you experiment with me the most as far as like hey like i'm making <laughs> this like before the pandemic like you'd always be yeah. like hey i'm trying this out like do you want to come over and try some and be like free food dude yeah i'm down <laughs> <laughs> so i remember like going over to try things a lot like i think that was one time you made ribs with your dad mm. you were like here i'm making ribs and i was like ooh, i like ribs, ribs yeah smoked so, ribs mm-hmm. they're really good they're really good so yeah i think um if anybody wants food like i think that you're definitely the person to ask to cook it mm. um like i don't know like i think that whenever we get we used to get together as like friends like whenever 
we would, you would always cook something and I'd always be like, this is what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) He never tells me this, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, the Super Bowl is great and all, but football is football at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, it is true. The food and the friends, that's what makes the Super Bowl party a party. Yeah. So for me, it's always, it was always like your food, like always helped make like a party better to me. So, Mm. yeah. I want to try Josh's cooking. (laughs) Maybe after seven years, we'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yes. Once this whole COVID thing is over, definitely we should do something. Yeah. I'll I'll bring the cookies. Let's have a potluck. Let's have a potluck. I'm down. I definitely like that. But uh, yeah, do you can you remember the first time you had to cook your own like dish for the first time? Because you said that like if you wanted to eat something that wasn't Korean, you'd have to cook it. So I'm wondering, can you remember definitively like the first time you ever like, you know what, mom, I'm sick of Korean food. I want to eat this today. Like, what can you remember that? I can't remember if what dish I did, mm-hmm. but I do remember cooking like starting in high school because mm. my parents weren't home because i would you know they would work and so after school i'd come home and they weren't home so i had to make food i'd have money mm-hmm. to go buy food right i'd have a car mm-hmm. and so like i would start with probably like eggs and spam and mm-hmm. that's like it's the easiest thing you know you just um you just put some oil and let it fry and hopefully it doesn't get black right mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think that's like the first thing I cooked. And then I'm pretty sure it was like a steak thing. Because mm. growing up, my mom always made steak medium well. Mm. And so like, that's all I knew. So when I would mm. go to restaurants, I'd get medium well. Mm-hmm. It's freaking chewy and <laughs> this is not good. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get your steak? Medium rare. Yes. Yeah. So, like, growing up, I'm like, people say steak is really good, but this steak sucks. <laughs> I don't know why people like steak, right? Mm-hmm. So, when I got older and, like, in high school, or I think it was, like, college, maybe, I would see, like, people cooking steak, and it's medium rare. Mm-hmm. And then I would watch TV shows, and everyone makes it medium rare, and they're like, well, this is so good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how good can it be? And so... I think I, that's the first dish that I made, like just a steak that was medium rare. Mm-hmm. And at first, my parents are like, oh, it's too bloody. It's too red. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, I would only make medium rare mm-hmm. <laughs> for my family. And I think my family enjoys it now. And they're like, oh, this is like a lot tender and a lot more juicier than medium rare because it's not freaking cooked all the way. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, medium, medium well sucks, man. <laughs> I don't know how if I can ever go back to that. Like, yeah, when we go to diners, like I'll order medium rare, and then mm-hmm. come out medium well, and I get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this yeah. isn't what I asked for. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this is like well done, man. <laughs> come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, it's actually funny. Like I remember, but before I knew what steak like rarities meant, like what it meant to cook it to a certain de- degree. Like I was a kid, and my my mom was dating this guy who had a lot of money, so he took mm-hmm. us out to like a um took us out to a steakhouse to eat dinner together right mm-hmm. so it was me him my mom and my brother and we're eating and then they all order their stuff and then i ordered a filet mignon because i like it sounded really good from the description right mm-hmm. and then expensive it's an expensive <laughs> cut of meat but mm-hmm. i completely ruined it because as a kid who didn't know much i ordered it well done oh Ooh. yeah 
and it took like 30 minutes for the steak to come out because it's a filet like it's gonna take forever to yeah, cook it it's a fat fat yeah. steak. yeah 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 and then like i remember i got it and like i remember thinking it was good but i was like oh like this isn't as good as i thought it'd be because it was well done yeah <laughs> so looking back i'm like man i was an idiot but uh, like I, I think of that like when you're telling the story about like oh medium well was so hard and chewy and i'm like i once ordered a filet well yeah. done <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's just how we grew up you know and so we didn't we don't know like mm-hmm. our, our parents give us the food and we eat it mm-hmm. but then we have the power of the internet and youtube and tv and media yeah. right so like yeah. even on instagram they like put freaking how to make food in like 20 second videos so mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have no excuse now you know like yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's that's all about me. The three things. What about you, Kev? Yeah, so we're gonna switch to me now, which is my favorite topic in the world. Oh god. So <laughs> 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 No. Um so for me, I think the three things that like I say you could really sum me up with is uh I love D and D, I love stand up comedy, I love working out. Um like D and D it's actually kind of, I would say it's a culmination of a lot of different interests of mine. Um, number one, I grew up a really big fan of the fantasy genre. So like I would always read books. Um, I was kind of always a high energy kid and I've calmed down a lot, but then as a kid, like I was constantly bouncing off the walls and my, my parents learned that the only way to get me to sit still for longer than like five minutes was Mm. to put a book in front of me. And so once they figured that out, they're like, Hey, I don't care what we have to do. We have to get this kid as many books as we can get him. And so they would take me to the library every week and they would be like, Hey, like you have an hour, read books, find books, whatever you want to take for the week. And then I, at the end of that hour, I'd come like back to my mom with like 10 books in my hands. Like, all right, mom, I'm ready to go. (laughs) That's cute. Did you finish all those books in a week? I would, I would finish all those books. I guess it's, I loved reading. And so I read Mm. a lot of books. Um, and they weren't like, you have to understand, like, they weren't like picture books. They were like novels. Like, they were actually like 100 to 200 page books mm-hmm. as like a kid, like seven, eight years old. So that's just kind of like a like a hint of how nerdy I was as a kid, you know? And a lot of it was like, um, also that like around the time that we were kids, Lord of the Rings came out as a, as a movie franchise. And so I I loved watching the movies. I loved watching Star Wars also. Um, but obviously that was like before our time, but like the prequels are coming out when we were kids. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just grew up a huge fan of watching these very fantastic, um, stories. And so, uh, I kind of kept up with it. I still, I I would prefer to play games that had very like fantasy elements to it, um, and stuff like that. And then, um, as I grew up, I also kind of got into, um, like I say, video games. And so, um, like, D&D is a tabletop role-playing game. And so it's kind of like a video game that you are the main character of. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of like, for me, like, I was like, oh, I get to like, not only play a video game, like, where I'm the main character, but like, it's in the perfect fantasy setting for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was just like, I guess a D&D kind of felt like a culmination of a lot of different interests for me. And so um, for me, like, that's, I think it's just like a very good summary of like how nerdy I am as a person. Like I love Dungeons and Dragons. So there's that. Um, But also like when it comes to like stand up comedy, I just think I'm a hilarious person. Um, I, I I love telling jokes. 
and I like to listen to people tell funny jokes. So it's just like a, it's like, you know, if you think you're great at something, you also want to see other people that are great at it and see what can <laughs> you can do to be better at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, when I say that I think I'm hilarious, I, I know that not everyone thinks the same thing, obviously, you know? Like, I'm not, I'm not funny to everybody, but the important thing is that, like, I think I'm funny, and that's, I think, the main thing. Like, I'm not... I, like if I tell 10 jokes to like a crowd of people, not a crowd, but if I'm hanging out with people and I tell 10 jokes in like an hour that I'm with them, maybe only like one or two are going to get like really big laughs from them, you know, hmm. but the other eight or nine that didn't get big laughs out of them, they make, they got good laughs out of me. And I think that's more important. Like I want to make myself laugh before I make other people laugh, because I think you can only genuinely be funny if you are, if you like your own humor, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like I, I, I know some people were like, the jokes they tell, you can tell they're saying it because they want to get a reaction out of people in the sense mm. of like they want people to like them. And then they wait for the punchline, right? And then they say the punchline and then they wait for people to like laugh and they like stare at them and like laugh, right? Like, you know, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're kind of like, they're kind of like, like their jokes are meant to get a reaction out of people mm. rather than like, they're just amused by their own yeah. joke. Just being so, funny in general. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like, for me, like, that's kind of what comedy should be. Comedy should first be making yourself laugh and then making others laugh with you. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, my first exposure to comedy was um, like I was uh, I was in junior high and I had this friend who always had his iPod on, like on the bus, like going to school and from home or going to and from school. Mm. And then one day I was like, hey, what are you listening to? And he's like, oh, I'm listening to this comedian. And I was like, oh, let me listen. And then so we were listening to it together and it was Dane Cook. Mm. So this is like, you know, like mid late 2000s ish. So it's like, this is when Dane Cook was like one of like the big comedians of the time. Yeah. And so I listened to him and I was like, oh, this is like some funny stuff. And then I really enjoyed it. And then he also showed me another comedian called Brian, Brian Reagan. He's like a more low key um, guy. He's not as, not as well known, but he has a much more clean style of humor. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. I think it's really hard for comedians. Um, I think a lot of comedians kind of get the easy laughs out of being kind of raunchy and kind of like, talking about explicit things. So yeah. I think it's hard for comedians to be very family friendly and still be funny. So, true. yeah. Yeah. But um, I think uh, nowadays I, I, I really like Daniel Sloss and Bill Burr. Those are my two favorite comedians right now. Um, I think that they represent two very different forms of comedy yes. um, because Bill Burr is very much like an anger rage driven, like let me, let me rant at everything in the world and tell you what I think is wrong with the world. Whereas like Daniel Sloss is more like, this is what I observe about the world. And these are my thoughts on it. And it's very like, Daniel Sloss is a very different energy to him. But I think he has like a very like, like you can tell he's a really smart guy when you listen to his comedy because mm. it's just very like, oh, like that's such a, like a, it's such a. Um, like well thought out, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, that that didn't just come out like without thinking about it for hours and hours. Yeah, like, yeah. So like. He's kind of like um, Dave Chappelle in a way because Dave Chappelle's jokes aren't like, I mean, they can be like w- when he had his like Comedy Central show, mm-hmm. they're like bam in your face. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times, if you listen to his specials, they're they're all set up by like a story. Right. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin showed me Daniel's loss. And I think he's a he's very smart on how he he says his jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like he's very witty. Mm hmm. Yeah, but like Bill Burr just yells for, <laughs> for an hour. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a very aggressive guy. But uh, yeah, like Daniel Sloss, yeah, I think Dave Chappelle comparison is a very good one. Like they both start with stories and these stories are very much like meant to show you kind of the way that they see the world so that when they get to the punchline, you're sitting there like, oh, I understand why now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I really appreciate that. And like, I think for me, like I'm such a nerd, like it goes back to like me, you know, being a D&D nerd, but also just a nerd in life where I love to study things. And so comedy, like the way that comedians write their jokes, mm-hmm. the styles that they're using, the techniques that they're using, like I study that too. So like I started to the level of like, oh, like when they tell this type of joke, this is what it's called. And like, this is how you would set that up. And so it's like, mm. yeah. And then I think it's also just like a way for me to be like, okay, like I admire these people's humor and I'd like to emulate that in my own life too. Mm. So then like, how can I use that technique in my own life? So, um, but actually like, there's a difference between being funny on stage and being funny in real life. And I think that some people that I really admire that are funny in real life or uh, like Chris Pratt is like a big example. Like I love his, like he has like very like goofball, dorky like like his humor is very much like being kind of stupid but having people laugh at his stupidity you know Hmm. so i i really appreciate that and i think that that's something that like uh it helps uh him to be well liked i think i think that's a reason why he's so well liked in the world because he's so good at um kind of being funny and getting people to laugh at him but yeah um, but yeah, finally, um, I love working out. Um, I love being physically active. I dedicated seven ish years of my life to studying physical activity and fitness. Um, I'm a kinesiology major. I did it for my undergrad. I'm currently finishing up my master's degree in it. So I just think I have a huge passion for exercise and being physically active. Um, but it wasn't always like that. I started working out when I was 13 with my brother. Um, and then I, I like was really on and off for a while. Um, and that peaked in 2017 where that was the first time from 2017 to 2020. That was the first time where I was consistently working out every week for like four or five, six days a week. Um, and I got like to a pretty good place, um, before 2017, uh, or before I started working out consistently, I had my, I like tested my vertical max test. I did a vert max test, which is basically how high can you jump? Um, and yeah, I took the or I did the vert max test, and with that, I got a very unimpressive 17 inch vertical max. And then, like towards the end of that like two three year period, um, I did it again for a class, and I got 27 inches on my vertical max. So I was able to increase my vert max by 10 inches, which 27 still isn't super athletic by any means. But the fact that I like got 10 extra inches on my vertical max by you know working out and by like really. Um, focusing on my training. Like I I was really proud of that, you know, Mm -hmm. I felt felt like really proud of that achievement. Um, And I felt like that was probably the best I'd ever been both like in terms of conditioning wise, like my cardio health and my uh, actual strength. Um, I think like it was the, it was the best like total fitness I'd ever been in. Like I was super healthy as far as I could do a lot of cardio. I was pretty strong in the gym and I, I felt like I looked really good. So I was really proud of myself at that point. And then the pandemic hit and all the gyms closed and I kind of like lost my way. <laughs> like I have a gym at home, like, but it's not a lot. So then it was kind of hard to like, um, be motivated to do it. 
Yeah. And then yeah. so like for like a whole year, I didn't work out, but I finally started working out again recently. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to change my mindset because mm-hmm. before it was um, with that whole three year stretch, it was what is the best I could possibly like, where's the peak that I can take my body to, you know, like mm-hmm. when I'm optimize all my training, optimize all my nutrition, like where can I get myself to, but that's obviously impossible given how limited my, my, like my facility is. Mm-hmm. so instead of going like where's the best i can reach it's just what what's the best i can do right now yeah so i'm just trying to change my attitude about that and like um trying to get out of like i'm, tr- I'm trying to get back to a place of like oh, let's work out again let's be healthy and let's be active like i think like some of the best like healthiest years of my life like mentally too that were when i was physically active so I'm trying to get back to that mm. um but yeah, that's kind of a, a good summary of me. I think like I'm really nerdy. I love D and D. I love comedy. I love telling jokes and making people laugh. Um, like I said earlier, like I want to be a bright spot for people. Um, and I love working out. I love being physically active. Like anyone that like talks to me knows like if you have any questions about fitness, like I'm more than willing to give it to you. Like yeah. I give my I give out my knowledge for free. So yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So thanks for listening. We know it's been a bit of a longer one. Um, but we hope that this has been uh, a good, a good kind of conversation for you to, um, sit with us, to learn about us and to see, uh, kind of a preview for what you can expect from us. Um, we hope that whatever, uh, vibes we give you guys, whatever conversations we have, um, we're thankful that you're willing to stay, uh, with us and to listen to us. Um, please continue supporting us and continue stopping by. Um, but we'll wrap things up here. So, um. If you want to hear our thoughts on anything, feel free to reach out to us. Until then, we've been the Just Friend Zone. See you next week. See ya.